This is 36ers Live with Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning and driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. This is the post-game show for DrinkWise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Bonds and Sapper here, and we've got a special guest, Sapper, uh, the next star, Trenton Flowers from the Adelaide 36ers. Thanks for joining us. Disappointing result tonight. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, you, you just things didn't go right from the start? Um, yeah, you know, I think we came out with uh, pretty good energy in the first two quarters. And then, uh, you know, third quarter, we kind of came out flat. It got a little bit quiet in the arena, and, you know, Whenever you're down, you know, it's kind of hard to fight your way back, you know, keep always doing it. So, you know, I just think that was really what penalized us down the stretch. And, you know, uh, it really just came down to an energy thing for us. Jack Jumpers do their thing. Really good uh, defensive team. Very disciplined. Hard to find buckets. DJ was our leading scorer, but only had four points in three-quarter times. Isaac Humphreys with ten. And then you were the next leading scorer with eight. Did it a really efficient clip, three of five, 15 minutes of court time. How have you found uh, ways to contribute uh, off the ball. I really enjoyed seeing the progression in your game off the ball. Man, for sure. Uh, you know, one thing was just taking pride in, you know, playing defense off the ball. And then also, you know, just knowing that when I come to the game, I got to bring as much energy and effort. So, you know what that means? Diving on the floor, you know, making cuts, you know, setting my teammates up or, you know, just running the floor hard, you know, just doing all the little things because if you take care of the little things, it's going to take care of the big things throughout the game. So, preseason, you did a lot, like, you know, I'm watching you. I've been, I've been very keen to see how you've been going. You did a lot of ball watching preseason. There was one uh, play uh, today where you noticed that the, you were off the ball, you are waiting in the corner, Milton Doyle turned his head, you cut to the basket, you got a, uh, a bucket or at least a foul. Well, that's the progression there, that you're seeing things now from a different perspective, starting to pick up those little nuances of the game that are getting you easy baskets. I've been really enjoying that. Has that been a focus for you? Um, no, nah, not really. You know, the crazy thing is, is, you know, uh my whole entire life, I've always played on and off the ball. So, you know, I'm a good cutter, you know, and then at my size with my athleticism and my speed, it just makes it a lot easier. So, you know, now just it was just translating it from high school and college and putting it into the pro level. So, you know, that's really what the difference was at first for me. I've been enjoying uh, when you do something, the noise in the crowd is different. It's, it's a lot of kids. You know, like uh, you've, you've really engaged the kids. There's more flowers jerseys out here than anything else. Uh, you do, do a fantastic job with the kids. Bonds and I watched you one time after yes. a loss. You, you, you might have been disappointed, but you're out here mucking around with the kids. You're engaging fans. Uh, you know, is that, I mean, it seems like it's a natural thing for you to do, but it, it's made a big difference. That lays really welcomed you with open arms. Yes, sir. Do you feel, uh, do you feel that love? Man, I feel the love. You know, you know, right when I step in the game, you know, everybody gets on their feet, cheers for me, so... You know, it's just an amazing feeling. You know, I know how it was, you know, once as a kid to go to the game and watch my favorite player and then, you know, after the game, want to get a picture of some and, you know, they either had to do something or, you know, they didn't want to do it. So, you know, I would never want to leave a kid with that feeling. And, you know, I just try to reach as many people as I can. So, Well, you're reaching. Uh, <laughs> now, I'll, I'll say another thing. Um, you know, you've obviously got goals. This is uh, a, a stepping stone for you. Uh, let, t- take us inside your locker room. What, what, what are the things that you want to continue to improve on? What's the next step for you? What are the things that you write on your hand or write in your diary to, to get better at every day? Um, next step, I would just say, is, you know, just being able to keep guarding, you know, multiple positions defensively. You know, uh, this guard has a lot of little guards, so for me, being able to use my length and to be able to defend them, but, you know, it's also for me, you know, developing, uh, you know, whether I'm on off the ball, just, you know, making the right reads throughout the game and, you know, just keep working on my jump shot. So, How do, how do you deal with 
going from one game where you're scoring 26, getting a lot of court time, next game not playing. It must be hard, and I know you're a rookie in, in professional ranks, coming from successful college career, uh, high school career. How do you adjust to some the different minutes you get per game? Man, you know, I, I look at it as a positive. You know, for me, uh, you know, I've been in this situation before, you know, whether it was coming up. And, you know, for me, it's, it's – I, I just – I just look at this as a positive, you know, I like to attack it because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whatever you do with the time you're given, you know, you got to go out there, you know, put your best, your best foot forward. And, you know, for me, it's just doing whatever I need to do with the time that I have. So, you know, if anything, it's a positive for me. What about Adelaide, the city itself? What have you enjoyed about Adelaide itself? What's the one thing that you, you love about town, Man, this town? It's just, uh, it's just an enjoyable place. You know, it's so quiet. Um, you know, I can really go out, feel safe, you know, uh, being back home, you know, I can't really say the same. So, you know, I hear everybody's just, you know, lovely, you know, uh, the Australian hospitality is super friendly and, you know, I just love the people here. So I, uh, I've been really impressed with your body language. I know, you know, you're saying you're just trying to stay positive and sometimes that's lip service, but I'm big on body language and I watch it and I, I see you on the bench and I know you want to play, but you're up, you're, you're everywhere. And, and, uh, you know, that's. I, I love that, and uh, I, I want to commend you on that because I know there's a lot of eyeballs on you, and uh, you know it can be, it can have all these pressures and these sort of things. But your attitude to these um, challenges that you're facing is exactly the type of thing that you know I know scouts must love. So uh, I can vouch for you. I've been, I've because we're right behind you the whole yes, time. Sir. I'm watching, right? So you've done a great job the whole time. You're in timeouts. You're engaged. All that sort of stuff. So love what you're bringing. Uh, I know there's a, a massive future ahead of you, but I, sure. I, I, I look at those little things, those little mental things, and you've got a lot going for you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for spending a couple of uh, minutes with us after <laughs> the game. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Hiya. Trenton Flowers, the next star for the Adelaide 36, is joining us after the game, and uh, he's got about a million autographs to go sign right now. <laughs> the kids are around us. They're everywhere, Sappert. They are just needing some time off this kid. You know, and he gives it. That's the thing. I just, yeah. uh, I, 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 it's hard not to be uh, enthusiastic about what you see from him. Now, you, you're going to get pluses and minuses in his game because yes. you've got to remind yourself he's still a teenager, you know. But he's 18. Yeah, like uh, I couldn't even, you know, couldn't even match my own socks when I was 18. So, <laughs> and I was playing in the NBL myself. So, you know, like it was, uh, uh, it's hard to imagine the, the level of fanfare that you get, but it's different. It's di I, don't yes. know, I haven't seen this in Adelaide from, no. from anyone else. So, they really love it. Um, even Josh Giddy, when he was here, I don't think they they kind of got like it. This. No, it wasn't. It so, wasn't like this. So, but he Trenton Flowers is uh, is a very engaging, charismatic young man. Uh, he when people say hi to him, he's turning around, and he's waving back, he's he's stopping and and uh, you know doing all those things, engaging with those fans. So, you know, w well deserving of all the adulation he gets from the young fans, and I think that's part of the the joy of of basketball and what I've always found NBL really offers well is connection to players everyone uh, who leaves here tonight or has been around Adelaide basketball scene at some stage after this year will have a Trenton Flowers story because yep. Sixers push their their players out in the community and there's a lot of things going on there and and he's you know more than willing to do it and seems to be awesome with those sort of things but you know Anyone who's had an NBL experience has had an NBL player experience as well. So it seems like the accessibility of players is still great. And you know, one of my, and Trenton Flowers is an ex a prime example of that. He's a guy who's going to go on and play in the NBA. And all these kids are going to be able to say one day that you know, they've got an Adelaide 36's Trenton Flowers uh, shirt. Correct. And it's going to be worth something.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's have a look at some stats for budget car and truck rental, uh, Sapo. What, uh, let's go through them and, and I guess the tail of the tape. Well, you know, it, was, it wasn't real flattering at three-quarter time for the Sixers and there was a 16-point deficit, but they, they won that quarter and they, you know, they didn't only won it you know, 25-21 or something like that, but no turnovers in that last quarter for the Sixers. Like, that's telling. And DJ went from four points at three-quarter time to finish with 16 points and um, got going. He really had to take yes. matters into his own hands, but started to free up things. Kyron Galloway came in and did an excellent job. Um, you know, had an impact in that fourth quarter, and and it was also great to see Nick Marshall do so well. I mean, finished with four points and four assists, only one turnover. Excellent, three rebounds, but he did some excellent things defensively. And for a large part of that quarter, kept um, you know Jack Jumper's scoring options down. But yeah, and Jordan Crawford um, was good. He got through to those uh, you know little mid-range efforts and and. You know, I think that was probably the telling story. McVeigh was also uh, good. He finished with 14 points, and you know Marcus Lee 12, and Milton Miltendall 13. Four double-figure scorers for the Jackies, and a lot of other contributors as well. But um, good to see the Sixers continue their domination on the boards. 44 rebounds to 35. So that was a positive there. And as I said, um, looked after the ball in that final quarter, and actually made some inroads. So it doesn't take Einstein to figure out that if Sixers can look after the ball, not donate so many transition points and points off turnovers early, then they'll be much better. And, you know, looking at the three-point, I, I know it's going to be bad, but it was, in the end, 5 of 24, 20%. And uh, Jack Jumpers had 40%, which is a really good team return from the three-point line. So three-point shooting, uh, a factor. And when the game was lost for the Sixers, it was their turnovers as well. So look no further than that. CJ will be looking to try and figure out how he can initiate offense without having risky passes and giving away those live ball turnovers. Too too expensive tonight. Especially early in the game. Like, to, like you said, at half time they had 10 in the first half, which is enough for a game. Yep. And, I, and the uh, Jack Jumpers finished with nine for the game. Yeah. So that gives you an indication as to they just need to protect the ball better. Yeah, well, it's a mathematic equation after that. Um, you know, if, if we both shoot 50% from the field and you get more shots than I do, well, then you win, right? <laughs> Correct. So keep giving up you know, too many extra shots is, is not good policy and you know, drives everyone crazy when those turnovers happen. And they happen in similar ways a lot, you know, and some of them are avoidable, like stepping out of bounds and, and uh, you know, passing when you should be cutting or, you know, Xing when you should be Ying. And But the, you know, the other stuff, just trying to initiate the offense, trying to get uh, a forward lead entry by just making it a running race from the corner to, without a screen, like without any, any impeding. It's just... Makes it hard, and so it's, it was a struggle to get into the offense. At times, we look good with a high pick and roll with DJ and Humphreys, but other times it's really just run and gun, try and get stops and, and rebound and go. And that seems to be our, our best stuff. The Jack Jumpers were too disciplined; their rotations were excellent. They forced players to get to the basket, and Lee was a really good um, rim protector tonight. He was definitely yep. a factor, and they didn't have that mid-range stuff that Trey Kell provides. And you know. He's a big loss. Like, he is a big loss. We mentioned it, but he it all, it seemed to unsettle, you know, unsettle the lineup in the first half. They would look like sh like chickens running around with their heads cut off a lot of the time. Yeah, and it did. And uh, he is a he's he's a low um, anxiety player. You look at him, you don't see you know 
some go, oh, something bad's going to happen. No. So, um, you know, he just he's steady, and those mid-range shots were, were would have presented themselves today because they're coming off those those high pick and rolls and getting, you know, Lee was waiting at the basket, so they're in drops coverage a lot with Lee. Um, but he was, you know, mobile enough to hard show plenty of times. It's just a, you know, rough day at the office for the Sixers in terms of trying to execute their offense, and um, it was because the jack jumpers uh, did what they're known for, and that's lock them down defensively. Was there a uh, play of the game that you liked for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service? Was there something, like it was, was a few a few highlights throughout the game? Um, yeah, look, I liked uh, Marshall's impact in the game yep. in the third quarter, and I felt like uh, when he came on, uh, he hit a, you know, the first play, he came off and snaked off a, a high on-ball screen and got to the, his right hand and um, picked one up over there. I thought he was excellent and, and tried to create something, and not necessarily known for his playmaking. He's more of a finisher, but he had four assists, so you know, give him a, uh, a little bit of kudos there. I felt like, uh, though, when DJ got going and hit his second three in that last quarter, I felt like that was a moment. Yes. Um, but there were, you know, the other, those moments were, were pretty soon countered by you know, a Milton Doyle or a Jordan Crawford down the other end just getting timely buckets. I had one favourite moment. Was the Anthony Drimmick three right in front of CJ, and then the, just the little stare? Yeah, there's something there because it's you know great. CJ had to make that call on whether he kept, uh, ultimately kept. I just love Drimmick the theatre of that. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of back backstory there, isn't there? Even and if he wasn't right. looking at CJ, that's what it looked like. Oh, no, from he where was we definitely did. looking at CJ. He was definitely looking, and uh, we, we we saw like we had the perfect line of sight yeah. on that one, and there was no venom there. It was just pure no, joy. No. Drimmick is in a much better situation for himself now. He's starting. He's getting good minutes and. Uh, he's having a real impact on a on a championship calibre team, and Sixers have still got some work to do. They fall you know, further behind in the in the race for the playoffs, and um, you just can't have those lapses. and And the lapses really come in the form of almost habits of just really struggling against teams that deny the forward lead. So, you know, Brisbane do a good job of that as well, and they've basically taken and stolen the Jack Jumpers game plan and and couple of Jack Jumpers players even just yes. to make that happen. So. No, that's the the new blueprint for uh, under talented, overperforming teams. Well, every time I see Milton Doyle, I like him more and more. Um, where do you put him in regards to imports in this league? Oh, geez, if, good if, ones you were, this year. if you were picking, if you were picking your top five, yeah, look, a quick scan around the place. There's some new ones there they haven't had a good look at yet, but some you know, statistically uh, pretty good, and you know. Um, you know, New Zealand's got a couple of real rippers that's set, yeah. like, you know, sitting high up in the scoring averages and love to be able yeah. to see those. So, uh, But you know, in terms of just stone-cold killer type of attitude, never, you know, just the, the, the demeanour never changes. And you just, they're the, they're the intimidating ones. So I really like him. I rate him. And he'd be top five for sure. It's ice in the vein stuff, isn't it? They, yeah. They, they, Scott Roth would have been sitting there quite comfortable yeah, when Milton Doyle's got the basketball in his hand. Oh, of course, and he's like it's it's uh, it, that's a habit. Talk about yes. habits, and yeah. and the other thing I like is that the Jack Jumpers know it's going to him, you know, and he's they give him space, and there's enough off-ball movement to distract the helpline defense. So it's not just throw the ball and watch. There's a whole lot of other things going on that, that, that occupy the defense and create space for him, and he's got you know, he, you got that feeling like. He could score any time he wants, but you know he did, didn't need to assert himself. Like you know, he had 
I don't know what he finished up with. He had eight points at, for, a, for a long time there, up until three-quarter time. When we, yep. we were saying at one stage, if he, if he only had that many points, well, we'd be up. But he just sat back and uh, you know, waited to assert himself right near the end and in it you know, with 13 points. Yeah, and 13 points. And, and again, that plus-minus, a plus-22, the, the best on the court from any player. Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, and he was impact defensively, getting some steals early on. It really um, broke the game open early. And then the Sixers were playing catch-up after that. You heard Eight assists as well. Oh, I just mean I just saw that stat as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't even looking at that. I was just, uh, you know, bamboozled by a lot of other things. So yeah, he's creating. He's doing a lot. So, yeah, high quality. Uh, you know, those type of guys are going to stay around if they as long as they want to, really. But you've got the feeling Doyle could be playing in Europe for pretty big dollars as well. Yeah, but Tassie's a nice place. It is. It is a nice place. And, uh, you know, I think, well, again, I don't know. And you don't know. It's hard to tell the, the actual personality of a player when, you, when you, they've got a certain personality on the court. Yeah. But he doesn't strike me as someone who's, you know, into nightlife. He just strikes me as someone who's a, who's a bit of a homebody and, and uh, just does normal, average things and just gets about his business and total work like. This is the day's play for DrinkWise. If you are choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Back for more from the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, the Jack Jumpers, home by 10 points. This is 36ers Live with Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning and driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. All wrapped up here. And the, Ad- the Jack Jumpers, 10-point winners over the 36ers, 82-72. to 72. Um, Bonds and Sapper with you. This is the post-game show for Drink Wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Uh, this, this won't be easy for you, Sapper. You've got to pick the player of the game for tyre power. Selected two more tyres at slam dunk prices. And there's a... I think it's a bit of a toss-up between these two, I reckon. Oh, there is a few. And I'd even put Marcus Lee in there as well for the the rim protection. So, honourable mentions, uh, Marcus Lee, 6 of 11, 8 boards. So, game-high rebounder for Marcus Lee. Uh, Could have been in for zero block shots, but probably 10 chain shots. Yeah. You know, and so I thought he did a really good job there. And he had 12 points, and I felt like he was a definite factor because uh, there were... When they drew away, Sixers were getting decent shots, but they just couldn't finish because of the presence that he had at the rim. So they're getting layups. Well, we spoke pre-game about Isaac Humphreys and and how he was probably going to enjoy the battle with Marcus Lee, and Marcus Lee just in the end won that hands down. Yeah, well, you know, seven rebounds and ten points for for Isaac Humphreys, and he got uh, you know some free throws as well, and he was a factor. He got a couple of blocks, but. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time on the bench as well yes. and wasn't able to have the impact that uh, he would have liked. But, um, yeah, I thought Marcus Lee was uh, definitely good. And um, another, oh, you know, this guy's probably unlucky not to get player of the game. But Jordan Crawford, I felt, was also very good. Six of 16 um, for his 17 points. Had six of six rebounds, um, three assists as well. And good from the uh, three-point line, three of five. And he was uh, popped up well. And he was a factor. Didn't get... Um, bullied defensively, like, you know, he was uh, too quick to, to be screened. So that was a, a factor for him, and I thought he was very good. But, uh, you know, I just really love, and we talked about it off air, but Milton Doyle's game, particularly early, just when all those turnovers happened in that first quarter for the Sixers, he had his imprint on yes. most of them. That in ignited stuff. That he doesn't get a stat for that often. It's just a deflection or a, 
getting in the way of things in a bump and have forced a, a turnover that gets picked up by his teammates and they're off to the races. They would have had seven or eight points just off of turnovers in that first quarter and that was where the game was built. You know, he also had eight assists and I, you know, I didn't even see that. No. You know, it just no. it was, uh, he was just making great plays all the time and, and five rebounds and four steals. So just a good all-round game and then as DJ Vasiljevic was making a run of his own, he had 11 points in that fourth quarter, but um, really needed a calming bucket. Milton Doyle turned up with a three-pointer and then a, um, a real tough layup down the yes. stretch just to give his team some breathing room there. Crawford just as good all the way through, but going to give that to Milton Doyle. He's just uh, so calm and did everything he needed in a number of different ways tonight. Don't think anyone could argue with that. He was he was exceptional uh, tonight and uh, a big reason why the Jack Jumpers got the points. Um, just looking forward a little bit, uh, Sapper, we've got next Friday night is our next game to call here on SEN, and it's between the 36ers and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Bit of a different tinge to the South East Melbourne Phoenix. They have a guy called Daniel Johnson playing for them. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? You know, uh, uh, Gorjak Gak injured, so DJ in is an injury replacement player, and he has been working out, and he yes. must have thought that there was going to be a number of people interested in what he was bringing and you know even you know, with uh, no extra import at the 36s his name was being tossed around again and uh, you know but to have his first well I'm sure he'll be playing this weekend but to have his one of his first games back at the place that was going to eventually retire his, his jersey he'd be one of the three best players ever at the 36s DJ Correct. so He's, uh, he's going to come back and he's probably going to bomb away at the three-point line. And you know, I don't know how actually how much of an impact he'll have or be allowed to have uh, considering he would have been training with the group for you know, less than a week and probably yes. not know much of their offense. But you know, at a pinch, if other bigs get in foul trouble, he can um, do that. He, what he gives them, obviously, is a stretch four option. He can score in the post and shoot free throws. Um, in clutch situations, and we know, you know Adelaide fans will be well and truly aware of what DJ can do. And there would be uh, a, a hoop god um, if he did was able to come on and hit double figure points and in real efficient moments. And that'd be a nightmare for Sixer fans. But uh, he's been I doing it for like a while. I think they'd like it too, though. Yeah, you know, that's it right. Was, it was funny you mentioned about how his name was talked about as possibly coming into this lineup or the, instead of a third import. Uh, I actually asked. Scotty Ninnis that during the week we interviewed him on Sports Day and he said his name they didn't discuss it yeah so, well it'd be too painful so, yeah I guess I guess so but it was just an interesting that they it, now now I take Scotty for his word but it would you would think that uh, they would at least have that conversation do we do this or, or do we look at this or not well you know and it might just be simply as that and CJ going no Nah, when they, and, they, and they've probably got to leave that behind, and that's probably yeah. the right choice. You can't go, yes. oh, second-guess yourself and go, oh, no, this, this could have happened. So they made that choice to move on from DJ, and it was going to happen eventually. Everyone, All those club greats um, you know, have their end Absolutely. story and their final chapters, and what I would yeah, love to be able to see or maybe love to have seen last year is um, you know, a, bit of a, yeah, a bit of an exit a bit of an exit story for DJ that was sort of um, a bit more poetic, but it's hard to tell sometimes if you don't know what you're going to do the next year. But yes. um, I don't know how many years he played at uh, Sixers, but you know, multiple-time MVP and guaranteed Hall of Famer. So five-time MVP. And yeah, yeah, so he got, got uh, yeah, a lot there and lot lots to like about what he's doing. And I'm you know I'm probably as critical of, of DJ as uh, of as anyone in terms of you know he's not a defender. Um, but, you know, I, I softened on him. I I, uh, I just said, well, you know, yeah, he's not a defender, but geez, he can score, and geez, he can do 
other things really well. He's done them day in, day out, like a true pro for so many years. So what you want from professional sports players is reliability and doing what you can rely on them to do every night. And he, he you know, for so many years, you know, more than a decade, he, he'd done that. So good for DJ. And I'm really happy for him that he gets to sign and gets to go out um, on his own terms. And, you know, I'm sure he's hoping he could parlay this into a, uh, full contract and you know like every person who loves the game he doesn't want to leave it yet and I'd be probably the first to say don't leave it until yeah, he had your a, body packs up yeah he had a contract in Japan that, that apparently just didn't work out in the end he was over there he was ready to go and uh, it, all things went sideways so he came back to Adelaide and kept training and now he's got an opportunity with uh, South East Melbourne so yeah we we uh we wish him all the best, and uh, yeah, look, I think the Adelaide fans would love to come out here and see him clumsily make his way to the bucket and score somehow, and then yep. hit a three, and then it uh, just rolls on the DJ show. 21 points for DJ and a win for the Sixers. That's what the Sixer fans will love. <laughs> That'll be good. So next Friday night, the South East Melbourne Phoenix uh, come to town. It'll be a 7 o'clock game here on the Friday, and uh, Sapper and I will be here. Um, just... Does the, the Sixers now go to? We've got a, about two minutes left. We, the Sixers go to three and seven. Um, they've got to start winning some games. Yeah, they do. Uh, that's not close to five hundred, and that's going to put them down the bottom of the ladder. And you know, you zoom out and you you think of uh, you know a couple of different things. First of all, do we have currently what we you know do we have what we need? Well, you know, with Trey Kelly, yes, but the calves are not. Two game injuries. No, oh, this is a three-four-week deal. Yeah, 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 that's a that's a decent tear. So, yep. I don't think you expect to see much change out of a month for him. So, that's a, that's bad news. And you know, now you're all of a sudden thinking you need need an injury replacement for someone who's going to be out for four weeks. And I'm, you know, I don't think he's going to be out for two. So, no. that'll be a bad news for them, and they're staring down the the barrel there. And I think they're going to make um, you know some inroads into this win loss column real quick. Sapper, thanks for joining us tonight. You've been great once again. The Jack Jumpers getting home by 10 points, 82-72. Join us again next Friday uh, as we take on South Melbourne Phoenix, the Sixers do. Uh, Jace, thanks for your work back in the studio. And we'll leave you with some highlights for the game. The Jack Jumpers just far too good. The men in yellow from the Tassie Isle got the points. We'll leave you with the highlights. Vasilovic to Detch. The extra pass to McCarran, who goes upstairs. Nine plays, four, streaking down the other end of the court, Jacob Wiley. Got past the D. Ball in, threw it straight to Crawford. Back to Dang for three. Pick and roll for Smith Milner, back to Flowers. Off the glass and puts it in for his second bucket. Smith Milner wide open for three. The big man hits a big bucket, puts the Adelaide 36ers in front for the first time. Smith Milder floats his way through the key, lays it in. Now the little pick and roll, the floater from Humphreys is nice. 10 on the shot clock. The little floater from Jason Cadiz. It was almost a second thought. He got so close, I might as well put this in. Three on one, so he kicks it back. Dremick for three. Jack Junkers in control, they're out by 13 and CJ needs a timeout. Wide open for three, the captain of the Adelaide 36ers gets him on the board in the second half. Kadee, six on the shot clock, underneath Starling again, he gets the little finger roll. 
Marshall. Aggressive to the hoop. Plays it off the glass. The LA fans will love that. Jordan Crawford starts the final term with a big triple. To break the hearts of the Adelaide faithful. McCarran to Vasilovic. Gets a few metres on McDonald and hits the bucket. Vasilovic. Fall away. Three! Oh, that's impossible. Vasilovic drives, floats it in. He's come to play in the last quarter, DJ. Crawford almost fouled. Gives it to Dremick, who knocks down a big three and gives CJ Britton a bit of a stare. Milton Doyle easily gets it to McVeigh and Lee will finish off with a full stop at the other end. Back to 10 points. McVeigh the rebound. He'll dribble it out. In fact, he kicks it to Marcus Lee, who takes the last shot of the game. It doesn't go. And will remain at a 10-point win to the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers.